the icons of real estate podcast are you ready to learn the proven money-making secrets from top producing icon agents ready to skyrocket your business this podcast is for you tune in every week and find out how to implement proven strategies to 10 times your business from three million dollars to 30 million dollars in just 12 months brought to you by the masters in real estate marketing ardor seo Welcome to the Icons of Real Estate. I'm Tim Calloway. We have a very special guest for you today, Alexis Hughes. Alexis, how are you? I'm doing well today. How about yourself? Fantastic. Alexis is with WES Signature Properties in North Carolina, South Carolina, and how many other states? Eight states and two wow. countries. <laughs> wow. Now you're moving. Now you're oh, moving. yeah. So I have to ask you, Alexis, I ask this of everyone. But were you a child of five years old tugging on your parents' pant legs saying, mommy, daddy, I want to be in real estate one day or I want to be a realtor. How do I do it? Are you like the rest of us where we kind of fell back into it? I just kind of fell into it. Uh, funny enough, when I was younger, I wanted to be a lawyer. I'm a very, very high D personality, though. And I'm one of those people. I want it now. I want it. I want it now. So I, I will be honest. I couldn't make it through law school. It was too long. Right. <laughs> So um, I was a stay-at-home mom, three little ones. When I got into real estate, my husband was a 911 dispatcher and I got into real estate thinking, oh, I can be in my kid's life and maybe give us a couple of extra $15,000, $20,000 a year. Didn't happen that way. I ended up closing a million in volume, my first month licensed and thought to myself, hmm, I might be good at this. You've been watching a lot of HDTV. No, I don't. <laughs> I think what it is, my mom said, Alexis, you would talk to a brick wall if it stood there long enough. And real estate is relational, no matter what, whether you're building your brokerage, a team, you're trying to get clients, whatever it is, it's relational. And I do really well at building relationships. I always say, if you can put me in front of someone, I'm going to close them. <laughs> yeah, fantastic. Yeah, definitely. If if you're if you're in real estate just because you love homes, you, you you should go be an architect. I think exactly. <laughs> Joanna Gaines, uh, do not show the reality. Selling Sunset is not real. <laughs> Crazy, isn't it? I, I have a new thing, a new thing. I have a, a kind of a new term. I'm trying to get it, uh, you know, popularized a little bit. But um, I say that HDTV has become the WWE of real estate. You know, everything's so scripted, oh, yeah. fake and phony. And, uh, you know, here and probably where you are as well, here in West Palm Beach, they've got everybody believing if you just go out, get your license, and buy the most expensive car and drive around and wave. Mm -hmm. Hello. Hi. And then the houses. Um, the we're the, in. The They're all going to be twelve there. million dollar listings. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> They're going to run and dive into your car, you know, as you drive by, and get you to, you know, sign an agreement. Um, and it, and it's nowhere near that, you know. So, but but tell us about that. Tell us. Okay, so um, teams, teams, teams. You obviously have a team. Tell us about your team, how you got that team started, and then follow that up. And I'm going to take a nap while you tell us how you're building that team, because this is going to be a good story. So got into real estate, was doing really, really well, single agent. I've never considered myself like a leader. Building a team was never something I like set out and intentionally did. Firm right. believer that 
the best things in life that happen to you are the ones you never intended for. <laughs> so what ended up happening, I was really doing well in real estate. A lot of the agents in my old brokerage were coming to me for help, training, support. And I just naturally fell into this category of leading them. Um, so when I left my brokerage, went for a better opportunity, more control over my career and more tools to grow where I wanted to grow and how I wanted to grow. These agents naturally came with me. So I run my team pretty different than most agents run their team. I equivalent, it's equivalent to most teams take 50% of everything you do, whether they're giving you the leads or not, they're requiring floor time, they're requiring that you go to these team meetings where it's most of the time, nothing effective that you're learning for your business. Um, and at the end of the day, you're building that team leader's name. Great. Great. Okay. That's how it runs normally. I don't run mine that way. I run that my team as a partnership. Everybody on my team is a business partner with me. So if I win, they're going to win. If they win, I'm going to win. And we all kind of rise and lift each other up naturally. You think about it from a standpoint of if I put myself on a high D, high I, if I put myself in a group with a high S and a high C, naturally that group is going to function very well because it's well-rounded. They're going to be the strength where I'm weak and I'm going to be the strength where they're weak. So when you put that into terms of, okay, we're a team, you're my business partners. I'm not your boss. I'm not your dictator. I'm not going to tell you what, when, where, how. I'm just going to be here to help you in the areas you're weak. And in return, I want you to help me in the areas I'm weak. We rise together. And so we were doing Charlotte. It was just Charlotte. It was just natural people coming up to me. Hey, I want to join your team. I want to learn with you. I want to, you know, how did you do this? I see you out in video. How are you getting leads from that? And just kind of helping people understand the psychology, things that most team leaders in my area would never share, not even with the agents on their team, how they're building this business. So I was like, yeah, let's do it. My ultimate goal, let's make you better than me. At the end of the day, let's make sure that you're getting recognized, not me. And people gravitated towards that. Next thing you know, I've got people from other states giving me calls and they're saying, hey, Alexis, I noticed that you helped my friend in Charlotte and I was wondering if we could jump on a call. Absolutely. Why not? <laughs> I'm, I'm a giver at heart. So I would hop on these calls. Well, around that time, my brokerage rewards our agents for growing the brokerage. We're grassroots. We're wanting agents to come to our firm, not because we're paying a um, recruiter a salary and that's all they do is recruit. We want them to come because the agents here already love it so much and there's value in it. So I said, you know, I'm going to jump into this what they call it revenue share. I'm going to jump into this revenue share thing um, and just kind of see how it goes. And it took off. Now we have masterminds, we have training. I'm learning stuff with the people on my quote unquote team every single day. They're teaching me. I'm learning stuff from California, from Florida, different marketing techniques. What works here doesn't always work in Florida, but what works in Florida a lot of times works in North Carolina and vice versa. And then I decided, you know, why are we as an industry so secretive. There is enough business to go around. And if there's not enough business to go around, that mentality is not someone I want to work with or lead with anyway. So why not build a very agent-centric organization? Again, with that same Charlotte mentality we started out with, but on a larger scale. And it's really worked for us. Like I said, we're in eight states now. We continue to grow. We just opened... Um, our branch of our organization in London, going there in March uh, to speak to other agents. 
and really get agents to see that it's not your brokerage. It's, it's not your team leader. It's you at the end of the day, that brokerage, that team leader is nothing without you and also get them to open their minds up to when shit hits the fan, that brokerage owner, that team leader, they're going to cut your tools before they cut their lifestyle. And it's important for people to realize that. Yeah, definitely for, you know, you have to make the determination, am I on the team or am I in the team? Correct. And I think that's two different things, right? I mean, it really is in the team is a, is a, there's a lot more to it than just being on the team and being a sideline player, which, which you mentioned at the beginning of your, you know, talking about this, sometimes they, those people sit in the corner and flounder, you know, and, and it's not that way, obviously with EXP and the tools that they have. So I love that for sure. So tell me about, uh, we talked about how you got started. We talked about your team building a little bit. Now tell me about the next one, three, five years. Tell me about some of those goals. Obviously, I think a person like yourself, I'm just guessing here that you really have some great goals that we'd love to hear and how you plan on attaining those. So, you know, I try to keep, we hear this all the time, keep your big why as your focus. And, And my big why is my family. Um, at the end of the day. And I know we hear that so much, but what we don't hear is, okay, great. Your big why is your family, but that's counterintuitive to real estate as a whole. If you get down to it, a lot of times, nine times out of 10, an agent starts out with the, the big why being their family. And then what ends up happening is to make the money and do all that. You're pulled away each and every day from your family and you have no control over it. So my one year, three year and five year goal is to always understand that, yes, my why is my family, but if we're really, really being honest, my my why is financial freedom. Every single thing I do needs to come from a place that's going to get me to financial freedom. It needs to get me to a place where I can make decisions from empowerment instead of making decisions out of necessity. So what does that look like as a whole? That means, are the investments I'm making duplicatable? So everybody that I come in contact with that wants to work with me can do it exactly like I'm doing. Are my investments in the places I'm investing my time, are they making me money with little to no effort? Am I able to run seven different businesses in the span of an eight hour day, not lose my mind, clock out at five o'clock and not feel like I've lost any money? Anyone that says money is not their driving factor, they're lying or they're not being honest with themselves because they're afraid to admit it. I'm not afraid to admit it. Money does not make you happy, but money makes happiness a lot more (laughs) easier to obtain. Um, So in in all of that, ultimately, my goal is I want agents in all 50 states. I believe that every single state has a market that is unique to that area, and I want to capitalize on all of it. My uh, goal is to ensure anybody in my organization is bringing home at least 150,000 in commission, net commission a year because 150,000 is no matter where you live, 150,000 is going to provide you with a comfortable life. Sure. And it may not be balling. You may not be driving a Bentley. (laughs) You may not be on private jets like Grant Cardone, but not everybody wants that. But 150,000, everyone should be able to live comfortably. Um, So that's my other goal. I want to start a property management division. Renters and investment properties are going, they're not going anywhere. They're always going to be here. So why are we limiting ourselves to just residential real estate or commercial real estate? 
Um, so that's something I really want to do. And in doing that here in the Charlotte market, have that duplicate also the agents in all 50 states can do that. And I'm working with one of my business partners right now. We're going to grow London, Dubai, Italy, and hopefully open up Qatar and Turkey. That's that's like a, a five-year goal. <laughs> that's awesome. No, I love it. I mean, truly, I, I, I love what you have to say on that. So tell me about, as long as we're going to dovetail off, we won't get into London, Turkey, Dubai, and some of those places. Let's just start with Charlotte. Okay. Tell me about Charlotte and what you love about it and, you know, and, and how's the market there, not to get in too detail, but, you know, tell me about that market a little bit. So Charlotte market is awesome. 2023 Zillow named us one of the top 10 hottest markets to be in for housing in 2023. So we're excited about that. The beautiful thing about Charlotte is we are literally two, three hours from the beach, two, three hours from the mountains. You want to ski? Two hours you're there. You want to go to the beach? Two hours you're there. So we're very centrally located in a way that other places in the state aren't. Uh, so you can really have a lifestyle that is, has plenty to do. You're not going to be driving an hour into the city. 20 minutes, you're in the city, but you can still retain a more rural lifestyle if you want to. So it's just very diverse and all-encompassing. The fact that our housing market is so good probably is due to the fact we have Bank of America headquarters here. We have the Panthers here. There's a lot of relocation happening for business, right. not just you know people coming from other states that maybe have higher taxes. We are also... Amazing. I love it. I'm North Carolina all my life. I get to enjoy winter. I get to enjoy spring, summer, oh, fall. Season. And yeah. our market is heating up. So we did see a little bit of a lull uh, when the interest rates went up, but that was a good thing. I think uh, so many agents and everybody out there, they were fear-mongering. Oh my God, the housing market's going to crash. It's not crashing. It wasn't crashing. It was stabilizing. But yeah. the good thing about the interest rates, instead of thinking to yourself, oh my gosh, we only have 50 buyers now when we used to have 100, you need to look at the quality of those buyers. If there are buyers right. out right now buying at this interest rate, they're serious. They're not right. kicking buyers. They're not viewing 27 houses before they choose one. They've got to find a home or they understand the value of owning instead of renting. So I actually love that the interest rates went up because that helped us get rid of the tire kickers. Um, in terms of selling, we're still seeing bidding wars in certain price points. And as long as the home is marketed properly, we are starting to see sellers trying to play catch up from the prices before. I think that's just a norm everywhere and educating right. them on, hey, you missed that bus. But, you know, if you did anything in life and you were 97% successful, you would count that as a good day. So if we're getting you 97% of list price, let's count it as a good day and a win. Yeah, that's a good day. Yeah. And, and here in normal town, that's a good day. In normal and I, town, right? Not crazy. Right. The last two and a half years. Not 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 uh, emailing bids in from your from your lounger and you know. Yes. Going yeah. And I also think you said something that you know it it gets rid of the tire kickers and and these people are serious. It also gets rid of the what I call tire kicker realtors and those who got in just because, hey, it's hot. And I don't have to do anything. No, reality check. You do have to do something from work. I think but, they're in for a root of awakening. Um, yeah, those agents well, that got in, in the last three years, if you entered the real estate industry, 
you've never really had to explain negotiating to your client. You've never really had to look at a CMA. You've never had to right. analyze the market data to see if, hey, should I be asking for closing costs for my client? Is this normal here? Right. So they're learning a lot of stuff on the buy side, but on the listing side too. We're, you know, yep. as agents, we're taught list high because you can always go down. You I'm can't down. go up. So how do you have that discussion? Hey, Mr. Bob, I told you you could sell your house for 800,000. Yeah, we've been on the market for 30 days and no bites, we need to price drop. That's a hard conversation to have as a new agent. So Whoa. we're really, we're, we're going to see the agents that have gotten in the industry in the last three years. We're gonna see some cream rise to the top, I think, in the oh, next yeah. year or two years. And it's, it's gonna be fun to watch. Yeah, interesting stat. That's why they need to be on a team like yours. Yep. Interesting yeah. stat is in the state of Texas, my home, my original home state. Uh, so I follow it, you know, quite a bit. But in Texas, out of the 100% of license re-ups for the month of October, only 75%, under 75% re-upped. So you had almost 30% not re-up their license, which is huge. And I'm willing to bet. Most of them have been licensed or got into the business in the last three years. Yep. You know, and so. I've had people that, you know, they've been in the business five or six years mm -hmm. and the market broke them. Yeah. We don't talk sure. about those agents leaving either. It's always, oh, the new agents, they're not going to make it. Let's talk yeah. about the ones yeah. that the market broke them. They, they're burnt out. They're done. Yeah. That's why, you know. Those are the ones I want to recruit onto my team though. I, I don't know. What's your thought on that? I mean, I, I kind of like they have the experience, even though this past couple of years may have been, you know, just kind of this more laid back, not laid back, but non-competitive boots on the ground mentality. But they have five or six years. They've done quite a few closings, but this has, this is breaking their back. Maybe they didn't save right. Maybe they didn't prepare. Maybe they didn't learn good habits, but I'm like, they have enough experience. I can bring them in, train them and get them back out there the right way. Or at least right. So for me, it's it's kind of twofold. Mm -hmm. Why did the market break you? That that yeah. did the market break you because you were so busy, you didn't have time to learn systems and learn time management right. and learn time blocking, or did the market break you because you just can't handle pressure? Right. Good. Really getting down to the nitty gritty. And there's if you can't handle pressure, that's totally fine. That, like, I'm not saying you're a bad person or you're, you know, you failed. You didn't. You're horrible. You're, you're just horrible. But in real estate, it's a high pressure atmosphere. And so it doesn't matter if you've got 20 deals going on or you've got four deals going on. There's pressure there. There's timelines to keep up with. And so if the pressure is what caused you to break and get out of the business, I, I think maybe that was a good decision for you because nothing's worth sure. your mental health. But if it was just, you were so busy, you just didn't have the time to learn how to set your business up the right way. Let's talk. I got you. There. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So how would someone get in touch with you, Alexis, with it, uh, locally in, in Charlotte, or if they're all the way over in Dubai, how would they get in touch with you? Dude, WhatsApp. 1-704-772-117. Uh, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok. It's always the same. At Alexis Hughes Realtor is my handle for everything connect with me. I, I want to chat. I don't even care if you want to join my team or join EXP. Pick my brain. You hate me. You hate EXP. You think I have a big mouth. Cool. Let's debate it out. I wow. love it. I want to talk to anyone and everyone because the ones that don't like me and the ones that want to criticize me, I can learn from. And the ones that do, I can help grow and they can grow with me. That's a great attitude. I love it. I love it. 
Well, what a, you know, take that great attitude and give me a little bit more. You're the hit record. I'm just the DJ spinning the records. Uh, jump on your soapbox and tell me whatever on your, your heart, your mind, your soul that you'd like to share with everybody. It's weird because I don't really think it has anything to do with real estate, but it's just something that's been on my mind the last month. And I keep thinking right. about it and keep coming back to it. And I think the big thing is, you know, people not liking so in the last month or so, I've encountered a couple of agents that won't put themselves out there or um, are afraid to negotiate fiercely because they're like, what if the other agent doesn't like me? Or what if my clients don't like that? And my thing is, is people are always going to see if you're being fake, number one. Number two, right. being fake is an exhausting job. So who cares if someone likes you or not? And I get asked this question as a follow-up. Well, how do you not care, Alexis? And I'll just put it out. I grew up in foster care. My dad, when I was about 13 years old, tracked me and my brother down to a foster home and literally said verbatim, I don't want her, just want him. Mm. So from that day forward, I quit caring. If my own dad didn't want me and didn't like me, why am I going to get, who cares about everybody else? Do I yeah. like me? Do I feel like I'm doing a good job? Do I feel like what I'm putting out there is bringing value to other people? If the answers to that is yes, then Bob, Karen, whoever else doesn't like me, they can kick rocks because they don't matter. Right. Uh, Michael Phelps isn't swimming, looking at the person beside him. He's looking straight forward. And that's why yeah, he's I like that. So that, that's been on my mind for some reason. So. I thought that was awesome. Thanks. Now, yeah, I, I definitely get to go back over this and find something for your thumbnail. It's going to go out in front of there. And I'm, I'm not sure what part it's going to be, uh, <laughs> but uh, there's plenty to choose from. I love it. Alexis Shoes, EXP Realty. WES group, thank you so much for being on the program. I look forward to catching up with you over the next three to six, nine I months. Can't wait. Yeah. One uh, all right. One year from now, set right. it down. We're gonna do it again. And if I don't have again. at least 300 agents in all 50 states, you well, gotta we're, get we're on actually, to I'm gonna my and my my listeners know this already. So you and I are gonna have about a 30 second to one minute conversation about that after I close out this show. So I'm excited about that too. Thank you so much. And we'll talk soon. Have a great day. You too.